Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a fun time because training camp is what spring training is to baseball. It's optimism. It's newness. It's uh, Romeo dubs, you know, that's that oh, like man. he's the guy. Yeah, he is the guy so far. Right. Along with Alan Lazard. Yeah. Ladarius Gunter. You know, I, no, I, I'm no, not no, making no, a comparison, no, no. but you know what I'm saying? Jeez. I'm not I'm not trying to say that Romeo dubs is Ladarius. Gunter. I'm no, just no, saying because no, when you say that name immediately, I just think of the NFC championship game against the Falcons and Julio Jones. For some reason, that's because that's all we had. You know, Ladarius Gunter on Julio Jones just gives me nightmares. 700 yards and yeah. 12 touchdowns for, for Julio Jones against Ladarius Gunter, who at one point was like the darling of training camp like you know earlier in that season was the darling of training camp so uh, it's it's Romeo Doves it's it's new chemistry new you know players working with players players in new positions new you know wrinkles on the scheme that kind of thing but if you can't participate in training camp if you're hurt it's significant it, it, it deals a blow to your chances within the scope of the season and it also deals a blow to your chances to build chemistry. Christian Watson is still out. He hasn't practiced. He's still recovering. Had a little procedure uh, a couple months ago. And he'll supposedly be ready, I don't know what the term would be, soon. Right. At well, some point. Now, with, I know it's you know it's one case with David Bakhtiari. And I shouldn't, I was talking to Peter Bukowski last week. I shouldn't base everybody's return timetable based on what happened with David Bakhtiari. But... I mean, at the, end, at the end of the day, we're talking about the Packers staff. So, like, how can I not, like, be skeptical about everybody when returning from an injury? Because clearly, I mean, Matt LaFleur is to the point where he's learned from David Bakhtiari's injury. And he used to say, like, uh, he used to give us, like, some optimism. Like, yeah, he'll be back soon, even though last year he wasn't even right at all about Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. But, like, now Matt LaFleur so far in training camp is just be like, look, guys, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. There's no timetable. So, like, he's learned his lesson. Yeah. So, and he and LaFleur spoke today. Talking about uh, Christian Watson and that and that time frame, and that's that's what you're looking at. You're, you're you're looking at a giant question mark. So here's the question: Do you think that Christian Watson will be back before training camp ends? I kind of feel like he won't. It's I mean, you're talking about now August second. They've been underway for a little while. They've been underway for a week, and and he's not there. You have family night, and then you start going with preseason preps, right? There are only three preseason games. It's constricted a little because it goes Friday, Friday, Thursday, so that takes a day off. And the Saints are in town leading up to one of them. So what I'm saying is there's a whole lot of other things to be focused on if you're the Green Bay Packers than trying to get somebody you know worked back into the mix at some point. Like that's It's a difficult time if he's coming back in a week, let's say, 
to suddenly wedge himself into the preparations for the season, into to wedging himself into, you know, whatever it is that they're running in practice. That's it's it's meaningful. It really is to be missing time. It'd be one thing, like you said, if it, if this is a veteran wide receiver like Alan Lazard, and aside from him holding out in the offseason, which he did before, it'd be one thing if like he was just missing this time due to injury and all that. But I mean, we're talking about a rookie wide receiver who probably needs this time right now with Aaron Rodgers, and that's kind of the the second half of the question too. Aside from, do you think he's going to be back? Before the end of training camp, how do you think this is going to impact, if it does impact, his chemistry with Aaron Rodgers? So 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan. Because for me, Kevin, like right now, Romeo Dubs is certainly, I think he's definitely benefiting from the time he's spending with Aaron Rodgers right now. And Christian Watson, we all love Alan Lazard, and we want to hype ourselves up about Alan Lazard hopefully being a number one wide receiver on this team. Number one wide receiver in the NFL is a whole other conversation, whether or not he can get in that group. But Mm -hmm. Christian Watson's supposed to be your guy that, you know, the Packers banked on in the offseason and in the draft. And if he's not, you know, getting on the field, he's look, he's not going to be playing in the preseason because Aaron Rodgers is probably not going to be playing in the preseason with him. So he might get reps in the preseason, but now with Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that, like he's probably hopefully I hope he's ready for the joint practices at least. But I think it's kind of um, pretty important right now that he's not that he's missing time. Yeah, it's you know what it is, it is such a unique season in Aaron Rodgers' tenure because most of the time you come in with those positions already set. If Christian Watson were joining the 2019 Green Bay Packers or the 2015 Green Bay Packers, it wouldn't matter at all. This wouldn't be a topic of conversation at all. But Christian Watson is joining a team in 2022, this Packers team, that is looking to fill basically all those spots. Like you said, do they need a one, but they need a two and a three. And a four, you know what I mean? They, 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 the whole lineup at receiver, the, the, whatever order, however you want to view it, is all up for grabs. And it is such an unusual time that Watson could, could benefit himself way more this year than he could in almost any other year by just being around, by just being in there. And, and look, it's a, it's a procedure. This is not, trying to knock him for you know something that had to be done it felt like this procedure needed to take place so he did it the problem is the timing is just super super bad for a a rookie trying to get a spot in the scheme trying to get chemistry with Aaron Rodgers trying to find where his role is in this receiver room and it's it's a bad time to be falling behind right and and I think you can only fall behind if you're not at practice I was already expecting with Christian Watson this season, if he was ready to go for the start of training camp, I was expecting maybe you know two to three weeks before we actually saw flashes of what he actually could be in the NFL. Because I just I go back and I look at even the top rookie wide receivers that have come into the league the past couple of years. Justin Jefferson is the first one in my mind where great rookie season, obviously you know with the Anquan Bolden record, but. It took Justin Jefferson like three weeks to actually make an impact right away. He had yeah. a couple yards, a couple catches in the first couple games, but it took him about week three to actually make an impact. Same with his LSU teammate, Jamar Chase, right. where we were still battling you know, through week one and two in the NFL season, the preseason issue about him having a couple drops and whether or not he could catch the NFL football, which looking back at it now is hilarious. But it even took those guys, those studs, you know, a couple weeks to actually get their feet wet in the NFL. And... I believe in Christian Watson. Am I upset that Devontae Adams is no longer a Green Bay Packer? Of course. Would I have liked to have Devontae Adams still on this roster, even if it meant sacrificing Rasul Douglas? Of course. But 
look, Christian Watson, I think based on what I've seen, has some pretty special tools, and I think he's definitely capable of what the Packers are expecting of him, but this is important time to become that guy that the Packers are hoping for, and if he's not here right now in training camp, and hopefully he can be back beforehand, I'm going to be honest, Kevin, I'm a little nervous. I, I probably shouldn't be. I know it's training camp, but I'm, I'm a little nervous right now. Does it concern you at all also that, that Watson is not coming from – like Jefferson and Chase from a an elite like a program like oh, LSU yeah. that you know you come out with a different set of knowledge I think yeah because I mean look I mean his his quarterback in college was Trey Lance right and Trey Lance despite the San Francisco 49ers in last year's draft you know trading all the capital in the world to just be able to draft Trey Lance that was it's supposed to be their guy and they still stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. for that entire season mm-hmm. and it took up until like the beginning of training camp for them to actually say themselves like okay Trey Lance is our guy now. So myself and Rami, when he was still working with me, when Christian Watson was first drafted, that was definitely a little bit of a concern too with the school that Christian Watson is coming out from. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more of a curve. There just has yeah. to be more of a curve. You, you, you in scenario A, and you play Alabama and Georgia and Florida and whatever else every week versus scenario B where you're playing a Dakota, right? <laughs> I uh, see Adam Roberts is waving. What you got, Adam? Sorry about that. I know I probably should be out of here by now. I'm way past where I should be leaving, but I was just following on John Heyman's Twitter account. Over time. Looks got- like uh, the Brewers might have acquired a little somebody. Oh. Ooh. Rosenthal traded to Brewers. Trevor, that is. Oh, so I think it's another pitcher. Yeah. Trevor Rosenthal? All right. That would be the one. I'll follow up with that, see what I can learn. More pitching depth. So the Brewers, according to John Heyman, trading for Trevor Rosenthal. So we shall dive into that a little later on, too. Bart Winkler joins us at 4.30 in a couple minutes here, but obviously talking about the Packers. And once again, if we get more info on Trevor Rosenthal and the Milwaukee Brewers trade deadline around baseball before 5 o'clock, we'll obviously bring that to you. But... Kevin Holden, let's hit a break here before we talk a little more Packers. Yeah, the baseball is trying to like knock on the door of us talking about yeah. the Packers. It's like, you can't talk about something else today. We know it's the Packers, but it's the trade deadline. Come on. Yep. Multiple sources now saying Trevor Rosenthal from the Giants to the Brewers. Gotcha. Trevor Rosenthal, 32-year-old pitcher. We'll get into that. We'll get into Packers. We'll get into a lot more right after the break on the Fan Afternoon Show. Um, I don't think we could have asked for a better song to come out of the break right now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Full on angst, man. Wow. What a perfect song right now. Angst. So the entire commercial break, the three of us are talking. AR and Sam and I are talking, and we're all on our phones. Because I the first thing that happened, we went to break, and what's the first thing I said? The the Trevor Rosenthal that flamed out with the Cardinals. Yeah. That's the first thing I said. You're like, has he has he really not pitched since 2020? And we then we start <laughs> listing the injuries. He had thoracic outlet syndrome two years ago. He had a torn labrum in his hip last year, signed with the San Francisco Giants two weeks ago, and then immediately went on the injured list with a hamstring strain. I read this report too when we were in the commercial break about the trade and there's like you know you get a little spin underneath it sometimes for like fantasy injury reports and all that the spin is that quote Rosenthal will not be ready to pitch for quote several weeks but that did not stop the Brewers from requiring his services just shy of two weeks after he signed with the Giants so it's I I mean it, it, the only possible explanation is that he's a project he's they're going to spend a month or two seeing if he's able to pitch and if he is he'll help him in the postseason I mean it's just 
this is not helping Brewers fans cope with the Josh Hader trade right now. I can tell you that. And uh, I'm sure this will make Bart Winkler even more furious when we talk to him in about 10 minutes. I, I got to tell you, like if, if this were a wrestling match, this all planned perfectly. Yeah, you know, with, just like just like with Tim Allen yesterday. Yeah. yeah, now we got even more you know flame for Bart Winkler's Brewers fire. I did. I thought Tim was going to come in hot, and he didn't. I know Bart is going to come in hot. Have you heard him this morning? No, I saw on his social, but yeah, that's it. I mean that's just a good synopsis of where he's at right now. But Ooh. um, it's not good for your boy Winks. All right, so so that we're going to give Trevor Rosenthal exactly what he deserved, which was about thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, come on, Stearns, please trade for a bat. What are we doing here? So, so uh, before we get to, to Bart Winkler, we have been talking Packers. Matt LaFleur did speak today uh, the, among the topics of conversation. Christian Watson, of course, has not practiced yet in training camp. The rookie receiver uh, had a little procedure a while back and is still recovering, hopefully back before any kind of games that count. Matt LaFleur talking about that and more earlier today. Next week's practice. Yeah, that's always a balancing act because you want to get everybody out there competing and uh, it makes you better uh, when you have your best players out there and no matter who they're going up against. But certainly when you have good on good, it, it definitely uh, increases the, the competition level, the intensity level. And um, that's I think you see our guys improve in that in that regard. But also knowing that like this is a marathon. I mean, it is a long year and um, we never want to put anybody at risk. You're getting to be about a week into camp now. Is Christian getting close to returning at all, or is that just not on the radar yet? Yeah, I don't have any updates on, on him as of now. Is that getting concerning as, as we get deeper? No, down? he's getting better. He's definitely getting better. He's improving. and um, But as far as to give you a timeline when he's going to be back, I can't do that. So it's not as much of a concern because it is a week into training camp. But in this case, rookie receiver system – everything that is playing into the scenario of the 2022 Packers, it is a bit of a concern. You would love to see him on the field for family night doing stuff. I, absolutely. And I think that was the plan. With they, We were talking about Christian Watson last week when we heard from him, and maybe we'll find the sound bites later on before we do pick a lane and all that. But, I mean, Christian Watson did say that this was kind of the timetable, like he was going to miss you know, about a week or so from training camp, maybe even more. But – I just hope, man, I, I hope once he does get on the field that everything is all systems go for him and that he can start making things click and he can start, you know, wowing some people, even though it's training camp. We're talking about guys in shorts and all that. But I, I, I just do think that there is something to be said about missing this time right now. And hopefully when he gets back in there that he can get up to speed really quick. But I'm going to be honest, man, there's, there's a lot riding on these rookie wide receivers. And, you know, all these little steps back, it just makes me even more nervous. Do I think it's the end of the world? No, absolutely not. But just kind of makes me a little more, you know, skittish. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an opportune time. It is the time to do it, to to be involved, the time to climb depth charts. Look what's happening with Romeo Dubs. It's what we're right. talking about right I now. I mean, it's not just happening in Packers training camp right now. The Chiefs wide receiver that they drafted, who was supposed to be the Tyreek Hill replacement, along with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, also got injured today in, mm-hmm. in training camp. So, there's a lot riding on some of these rookie wide receivers, and it's been very concerning so far for some teams, but... I, on top of this, Kevin, I want to get your thoughts on this before we get to uh, Bart. I don't know if I talked about this with you or not, but I find it interesting because when we talk about when I was very skeptical about these rookie wide receivers when they were first drafted and wanting Devontae Adams back, a lot of the times I hear from Packers fans, well, look at the track record that the Packers have with second-round wide receivers and Greg Jennings, Devontae Adams, you know, uh, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think it's it's different for you know Christian Watson, obviously, because you know, 
Devontae had Jordy in front of him as the number one wide receiver before he had to take over for a couple of years. Right. Jordy had Greg Jennings and Donald Driver in front of him. Same with Randall Cobb before those guys became the focus of the passing game for the Packers offense. Christian Watson's in a completely different situation than all those guys, oh, where he yeah. is, along with Alan Lazard, who we can hope be, you know, the Jordy Nelson to Devontae Adams. Um, there's a lot riding on Christian Watson going into this season where he's facing an unprecedented situation compared to some of those wide receivers that I mentioned earlier. See, the, my take on it is Rodgers in his career has had this great ability to develop guys that you wouldn't think would be top performers into top performers. I Every time we say this, I go back to James Jones being the NFL touchdown reception leader one year. Right. Because that was a, an Aaron Rodgers product. That was something that, that Rodgers did as a quarterback that was incredible. And he's done that throughout his career in a system where you've already got two guys developed – you know, two receivers, let's say, that are in place, and that third one becomes the superstar. Randall Cobb got his, got his start that way in an offense that was so prolific, it was impossible for teams to put a lot of attention on Randall Cobb because they had to pay attention to everybody else in that offense. What's different for Watson is he doesn't slide in underneath that group. Right, he didn't have a couple of years with Aaron Rodgers before he came right. back to the Green Bay Packers like James Jones did. Right. So it's just, that's why... It's, I know it's training camp, you guys, but like, they're, every every aspect, every rep that you can get right now, because they're not going to be playing in the preseason together, that's almost a certainty. The joint practices are going to be probably the most important part of their chemistry before the season begins, mm-hmm. but like, this, this to me is like crucial time right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you can't on, on September 2nd, for example, or October 2nd, you can't show up then and expect the same scenario to be playing out that it is on September 2nd. More than ever, the the formation of the passing game for the Packers is a work in progress. The quarterback you know. The receivers you know something about, but you don't know everything about them the way we have for year upon year upon year of Rodgers' tenure. So this is, this is the time as it's new and forming – to be in there, to be involved, to be learning something from from Aaron Rodgers. You know Watson's doing this in the film room. You know he's standing on the field. He's watching reps. He's paying attention. But it's the physical, you know, running the plays, get, you know, catching the passes, gaining the trust. That can't be there. Going up against this top defense yeah. in practice. How, how crazy is that to say? I know, right? <laughs> if we were sitting here five years ago talking about how the Packers are a big question market receiver, but they have an elite defense, it'd be like, what What episode of Stranger Things is this? I was talking about this with Horvat on Friday last week. This is the first time, you know, certainly in my lifetime, probably in a long time, that I've been more excited about the defense going into training camp than the offense. Yes. <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. You know what? I got a buddy that uh, that gave me a um, a Wyatt jersey for my birthday. So I'm going to wear, yeah, nice. wear it tomorrow. There you go. I'll wear that in here tomorrow. I got to get into All I had was Devontae Adams. I got an Aaron Rodgers jersey, but mm. I need to get a new Packers jersey now. And I got to get a new Brewers jersey because all I got is Lorenzo Cain. So it's oh. rough out here for you. But I feel like Toby Altizer, who just lost his Juan Soto. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> complaining about yeah. that today. He's like, what jersey do I get? All I got is Juan Soto. I'm like, you still got Victor Robles. You still got Luke Voigt. got Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt, Toby. Get the, me a Luke Voigt jersey. The 2020 COVID home run champion leader. For the New York Yankees. It was I was giving him grief about Craig Stammen yesterday. We were just pulling names out. Yeah, exactly. Previous years. So of uh say a prayer for your boy Toby. It's it's rough out here for him right now. Sorry, Toby. Yeah. Uh at least he's got Terry McLaurin. That's true. Unfortunately he's got Carson Wentz though. Oh boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk about putting a cap on that dream. We are commanders. <laughs> okay. Uh Bart Winkler. 
Speaking of sorry, sorry for any of you who have sensitive ears because I think Bart Winkler is coming in a little hot after the break on the Fan Afternoon Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 